I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. We've been getting a lot of new listeners. I know, it is exciting. (laughs) Do you know why we've been getting a lot of new listeners? Because we're the number one flower farming podcast (laughs) in the world. That's why. Okay. (laughs) So listen, I was listening to Jay Shetty again, and Mm -hmm. he had Marianne Marianne Hewitt. Do you know who that is? No. She Uh -uh. has a like Friday something apparently okay. i don't even know who she is um but he had her on and she has the number one fashion and beauty podcast in the world really it's i'm telling you it's self-given <laughs> it's from now on when i start this podcast that's how i'm gonna say it so it's gonna it's gonna be a thing <laughs> but i think that's why we've got a lot of new listeners not I a lot know. of new followers yes so it's so amazing. And I, you know, obviously thank you to all our old dirt bags. Yes. <laughs> we haven't called them that in a while. It just feels weird. Like it's still like, <laughs> it like hurt me a little bit when I just said it, but you know, I'm, I'm getting slowly getting used to it because y'all love it. So I'm just yeah. going with it. I love um, when they message, they DM me and they say, Hey, I'm a dirt bag. I'm like, me so too. Cute. Me too. <laughs> It's so cute. So I know for anyone who's joining us today or have just like started to dive in with us, um, if you go back to our first episode, we kind of tell a little bit about our stories. You know what would be fun? If we had another episode where we like really dove deep into Mm. our story, like really went into it, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. that, That gives you a good rundown of like what our dreams are for this and why are we doing it and our stories, how we got here, why we were inspired to create this really amazing community. And honestly, it's just like surpassed anything. Oh my gosh. I I mean, yeah, it's I thought we were going to have Mama Gandhi Beal and (laughs) Judd, Judd Ice (laughs) and our employees. Yeah. (laughs) And our new guest, Judd Ice. (laughs) Yeah. So if if you are just joining us, that'd be a good place to start too, um, just to get a better feel of who we are. And -hmm. it's just a really fun episode. So speaking of timely episodes, because at least in our zone, tulips are like just getting ready. I know you just had your first weekend with tulips. I just had my first weekend of tulips. Yes, they are (laughs) at our farm stand three weeks, three weeks early. These these are my high tunnel ones. So These are pre-chilled, been in the tunnel, but they're three weeks ahead of what we had them last year. So I'm yeah. feeling a little, like I, I took a picture and uh, actually took a selfie of it. And I had like my bangs and somebody's like, oh, you look so happy. I'm like, there's yeah. beads of sweat rolling down underneath of those bangs that you can't see. Cause I'm like, three weeks early, three nice. weeks early. Yeah. Mm. I always feel like the tulips like put you into a complete panic, but then you're so like relieved because it's like money, more money, you know, like money again, you know, so it's nice. And we have like a friend who calls our farm stand like, oh, just reach into your magic cash box. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of hard work. 
that goes into getting those flowers down there. Oh, yeah. But it's so nice. So speaking of timely episodes, episode two is the dirt on tulips. So Mm -hmm. that's a really good one. We talk about, obviously, most of you have probably planted your tulips by now. But there's a lot of like harvest information, storage information on there. So if you're finding yourself in the unknown and needing to know things a little bit more about tulips, that's a really great episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. We, We share it all. We shared it yeah, all we in really, that episode. Yeah, we did. We were coming out hot. We did. We shared, I mean, all the goods. Yeah. So you want to go back that's and listen one. to those. Yeah. I don't think we've had a bad one yet, but no. that's those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pouring our heart into it. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited to begin having some fresh flowers to take pictures of because I'm like, you know, I, well, I posted a reel a while back where every time you take a picture, take a two or a three to five second video. And honestly, that has really helped me, but um, I'm kind of running out of content. So I'm so excited to finally have some fresh pictures and stuff. Yeah. That tip was a hot tip. I use it now. I thought of you. I took a picture the other day and I thought Mm -hmm. of you and I was like, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I just took like a little three second clip every time I'm in there and, you know, don't, I got a new phone. And mm-hmm. it completely erased my, oh, wow. oh, I know I lost like a whole chunk of video, like a lot of time-lapse videos and stuff that I had previously. So I'm like, oh my oh. gosh, I, I got a new phone, but I also switched cell phone providers. And I think mm. something, something happened. I don't know. It was either yeah. that or I, and I turned 40 and got even less techie than I already am. <laughs> so some combination of the three, I lost some video content. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting those fresh photos again too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And those, even if it's just like an insignificant thing or something you think like, why am I taking a video of my seedlings or something like that? Yeah. But it's nice when you're trying to put together a real, you know, it, it just gives you like this little arsenal of things to pull from and yep. you'll be happy. You're, your future self will thank your now self. So yeah. Or even just like a, uh, even if it's content that you haven't even thought of yet, like sometimes I'll see a reel or get an idea and I'm like, ah, oh, if only I had seed starting or I had yes. dahlia cutting stuff, you know? So it's like trying to just capture all of that in just like little snippets. And then also I use, so Shannon knows this about me, but I get real, how do I say this? Okay. There's two types of people in the world. There's somebody that has one email in their inbox or there's my mother that I'm throwing her under the bus who has 8,000. And (laughs) so we, there's two types. I don't think there's any other between. I'm sure we could guess which one I am. So I get that way about content on my phone. So I use this app called Gemini and I pay for it. It's like 20 bucks a year or something, but it literally shows you all the duplicates, blurry photos. It like gives you similar, it groups things similar. So I can go through and be like, that's the best photo of that. And then it gets rid of it, but it kind of automates. I know you're thinking this is the most insane thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A a very lovable one. (laughs) There are people out there listening right now going, I resonate with that psycho. Okay. But it's, I just don't, I don't like you know what it comes back to? Efficiency. Because yeah, I don't I want to sort through. We've talked about efficiency <laughs> as my love language. I mean, you want to talk about psycho. I like pants that don't have buttons. That's because I want to get them babies on faster. That's how psycho I am. I mean, that's next level. I mean, that I, I love myself for it, but I recognize that it can be an issue. But the Gemini app is great. So if there are people out there, mm-hmm. it organizes your content for you. So, because it's going to be important for what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and that that's is, true. That's yes. true. 
I think about the wasted time you have sorting through those emails. My mom, and if she has me like fix something on her phone, she says she can see the anxiety on my face because I'm just like <laughs> closing out of apps and like trying to sort through stuff. Oh, God bless it. I definitely have 30,000, like 30,000 emails in my inbox. <laughs> Funny. Okay, this is actually funny though. I know we really do need to get into the episode, but obviously the the podcast has an email yes. <laughs> address. And Lindsay is like so sweet. She like created all these like little folders and like labels for things or whatever. And and <laughs> we take turns kind of being <laughs> kind of being in charge of the email. And I could tell it was like, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I, I could tell there were emails building up. And I'm used to seeing she always like Sorts of folders, yeah. So I, um, I just sent her a message. I'm like, hey, I just I, I want your brain to be at ease. So I went ahead and put the emails into the folders. <laughs> she said, like, yes, oh, your no. beautiful brain is what you said at ease. I'm like, I understand. I don't want to cause more work. Yeah. I'm making myself sound very uptight. It's no. just like I have a no. sy- I have a yeah. system, and you know. When yeah. you're working with a new email address, she was like, I can tell we need to sort. We need to sort through these for you. <laughs> if not, I just go in and sort them. I'm my brain so used to yeah. doing it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then you would look at the inside of my car and you'd be like, this thing is a dumpster fire. Like, where is she organized? That's where I cut loose. Inside like my house it. and inside my car. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway. Oh. All right. So today we're going to talk about – like this month we're kind of just – trying to embrace the whole marketing, uh, you know, the, the whole topic of marketing mm-hmm. all month, we're going to be talking about different types and things within it. And I think one thing that a lot of people get hung up on is creating content. So if you feel like you're stuck and you're like, I don't even know what to post. I have nothing yeah. that feels like it's like relevant. We're talking about today how we create a plan for mm-hmm. our, our content and, Ironically, we're going to talk about this here in a little bit later, but this is, it was like one of the first things Shan, we talked about with like, okay, we want to have a podcast Like, there needs to be some focus to Mm -hmm. like what it is we're going to talk about because we could have an entire podcast on growing, you know, where did we want to focus? And then within that, how do we create that content? So February, we talked about all about profit. Uh, This month is going to be everything marketing and how you can just take some of our tidbits and go into your marketing plan with confidence. So if you're kind of looking to get off that hamster wheel of like content creation, because it's, it's just, it's constant. It is constant. It takes so much work to market your farm. Yeah. But our goal for this episode is just to inspire you, give you some tools to simplify and just make it a less stressful process. Make it easy. Easy peasy. Try to at least. Yeah. Try. I think just so important is like the number one thing is, to just make a promise to yourself. And I, just so you know, like I I want everybody to know that we are always like doing this stuff right along with you. Like a lot of times, sometimes our episodes are like even pep talks to ourselves a little bit sometimes. So I really want you to make a promise that you're going to stop flying by the seat of your pants on this kind of stuff. It shouldn't be like, oh crap, like I haven't posted in two days and now what am I going to do? And then you're stressed. You're trying to find a picture that doesn't make sense. Then you have to do the cat blah, 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 all of it. Mm -hmm. So, and we've been there. And every once in a while when I'm not adhering to my plan, because, you know, sometimes when we get busy, it's like the plan just mm-hmm. goes out the window. Um, I can literally feel my blood pressure rise. Yeah. And on our farms, like, and I know Lindsay, you're the same, like we're in charge of our social. Yep. I've dreamed of 
like outsourcing that, but I tried to once, but I just felt like it was never how I wanted it to feel. Mm-hmm. It loses the voice. It loses, yes. uh, yeah, it loses the personality. Yes. And yeah, the voice yeah, is what it, it is. I, I so, can't detach from yeah. it. But, but even if it just like gives you like a little bit of confidence is that it is your voice that's selling your farm. Nobody cares about your farm. No one cares about the image of your farm, the vision of your farm more than you. So mm-hmm. it's just so important that we really have a plan and try to stick to it. So an inspiration will only get you so far. Like every once in a while you can be inspired by something, but when planning your farm social, I re- what I really do, and I know Lindsay is the same, um, we start with some goals. If I'm looking at my month generally, I'll be like, okay, what, what goals do I have for my month? Do I have to launch something? Is do I am I good? What markets am I going to be at? What events are coming up that need tickets sold? What are my sales goals? What am I needing to promote? So a lot of times I set monthly uh, sales goals for myself. In order to do that, that's where going back to QuickBooks and having all of your accounting stuff in order is seeing that be like, okay, my goal was to have let's just say fifty Tulip subscriptions, but I'm only at thirty. So I really need to be, I know I need to start pushing the tulip content. For me, it's like kind of having this first is like this big picture view of where are the things that I want to sell and push them back to my goals. And then I can put in all the other fun stuff in the, in all the other days. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what is it? Do you have a new crop blooming, a partnership? What are specific target dates, target words that I know I need to to use? So that's kind of where I start first when I'm kind of creating my content plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I put mine, I put mine on a calendar because, Mm -hmm. and it it helps me to see like if I have like I always sell my design and dine tickets uh, for our farm to table dinner. They are in August and September, and I always sell them in June. Like it's a and I intentionally do that because yeah. of we always talk about June being like low income, lower income. Yeah, and so I June it's a great bump for me, and then you know I'm able to like so I work backwards from that. Then I know I start teasing that out in May after yeah. I get through Mother's Day. I start teasing that out, talking about it, and then we do a launch. So. All of those things, you know, with having, like you're saying, setting goals on what we need to sell and then working backwards from that to give me a plan. I have to see it on a calendar. Like I'm super visual. Like I need to say like, this is this many days before, this is when I start that launch. And I know we're actually going to talk about this a little bit in the insiders Mm -hmm. talking about creating a a launch. And we're going to have an episode about it here later Mm -hmm. this month too, um, because it's a a whole technique in itself, but helps you to have a good plan. So Yeah. Because I mean, if, if you're trying to sell something and the first time your customers are are hearing about it is when it goes on sale, you've really done yourself a disservice. And I think with a little bit of plan, we can really just increase it. You have to think like when you post on social, there's a small percentage of your audience is seeing it a lot of times. So it's not like it goes to everybody. So it's okay. And this has been hard for me because I don't want to always feel like I'm like constantly putting myself out there. Oh, selling this, that, the other, because I don't want people to feel like I'm just beating them over the back of the head. But in reality, they're only seeing a small portion of my post. And I really Mm -hmm. do need to be saying it. I I forget what the stat was. I heard it on another podcast. But customers have to hear you say something or sell something so many times until they're even like, 
thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So it's just important to keep that. And that repetition is, is pretty nice, nice that way. So really, I encourage you guys to put, put yourself out there. And I feel like we can all generally predict what's going to happen from month to month. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is what I know is blooming. This is what I know I'm going to sell. This is on my farm calendar. So that can be like the, the steady thing in your plan. And then mm-hmm. that would be a good foundation for you to build off of. Yeah. I, I'll, uh, sometimes if I feel like in that month, this stuff has shifted, but I'll go back and look at my previous year yeah. and look at yeah. like, what did I post? Like, where was the timing with this? You know, I run all my uh, content, I run my seed starting schedule and my business plan, everything I run off of weeks. So mm-hmm. I can go back and say like, what, what email did I send on week eight last year? You know, and then yes. look at it from that way. It helps me to kind of um, gauge what content we're going to be putting out and making sure it's timely and relevant. So I think the other thing with a plan is that having one will allow you not to miss out on opportunities. For for example, one time I had a you pick and design. And honestly, it's like when all the craziness of the season, it, it completely snuck up with up on me. It's always the first one of the season that I'm always like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I'm going to start yeah. having events here. So if I would have just taken the time to look forward, I would have been like, okay, so I know I have this coming at the end of the month. I could have planned a strategy around that event. And I felt like I really missed it there. And I was actually pissed at myself. I'm like, that that Mm -hmm. was easy content, you know, and I missed it. And then I lost, I lost that opportunity. I lost money. I I lost out because I just didn't have a plan. So that's what really kind of like a couple years ago is what really kicked me in the butt to Mm -hmm. figure that all out. I plans are great. Like in there, they're helpful. Mm -hmm. I, I set it up as I always say, like, this is my intention. Mm -hmm. And because it gives me a little bit of grace to fall outside of that. Cause I do the sure. exact same thing, right. Mm-hmm. Where you get busy and you're like, Holy crap, this thing just snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the first year we ever sold Dahlia tubers. I had the same thing. You know, I was just like, I kind of got this idea. I've said on here before, I'm like a fire ready aim girl. And mm-hmm. so for me to, sometimes I get an idea and I like run with it yeah. and I just didn't give it the time that it needed to market it. We still sold and it was great, but the following year, when I actually set that plan in place, I started teasing out my Dahlia ebook. I yeah. was talking about selling it. I was, you know, greasing the wheel a little bit when it came to my email list and my socials. When I launched, it was incredible the difference, you know? So yeah. it was like that was the visual rep- representation of just like making money. And I could have made a whole lot more money if I would have done that. I don't know. I think it's, plans are important, but don't beat yourself up if you fall off the wagon with it. Cause we both do. You and I still both. Yes. (laughs) Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It stuff slips through the cracks for sure. But the plans Mm -hmm. helps you to go back and reference it and refocuses you when you do. Yes. And I think it's just the big picture awareness that Mm -hmm. is important. Cause like, you know, I mean, I know it's like kind of a pun, but like our heads are like in the dirt, you know, I'm literally so focused on growing, 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 growing that some of that stuff sometimes falls, falls to the wayside. Um, Mm -hmm. So obviously there's the plan and then there's what actually happens. But talking about how we plan our content is incredibly important. And this, there's this one piece, which is called content pillars. Do you call it content bucket or pillars? I call it pillars. Pillars. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So content pillars is, if you've ever heard that term before, it's incredibly important. It has completely simplified the process of planning for my farm. And I heard of it, I don't know, maybe like two or three years ago. And it just 
completely made sense to me. Mm-hmm. So, and it's really is a great way that you can plan your content. So essentially what it is, is there are basic topics where you group the themes of your content around. So these are topics that either you feel passionate about, or you can use to help guide and inform what your strategy for that month, that year, they can change depending on your season of life. And so typically, you know, four to five content pillars. Here's an example of mine. If I'm talking about the month of March, I pulled up my content calendar and I'm kind of grouping all of my social posts in these groups. So behind the scenes footage, crop focus, which is what's blooming. So there'll be a lot of tulip content invitations, promotions, and sales. And that should really only be one of your content pillars. That's like where you're selling something. And then family and then design, which is like weddings, because that's something that I'm trying to promote in this season. So that changes as I get more to the winter or into the fall when I'm really heavy on Dahlia and Dahlia tubers. So it just changes as you go. Mm -hmm. I um, So my content pillars, I actually, when we were like working on this, when you did this, uh, why can't I never think of what this thing's called? Like a template or something? Like a template. template. Oh my <laughs> God. This thing <laughs> I'm looking at on the computer, this <laughs> template, when you were, I, I went back and looked at my phone because I my notes on my phone are where I always keep everything. And I went back to my content pillars and I did it February 6th of 2019. Oh, okay. I'll have this original note and I'm, I'll share some of those things that are on here, but where my current content pillars are. Mm-hmm. I try to simplify it. So, and what we mean by content pillars, and I know you explained it, but for the way my brain takes it mm-hmm. is like, if I'm going to sit down to write something, right. And I'm going to be like, well, I made sourdough bread for the first time. I didn't actually make sourdough bread yeah, for the first wow. time, but if I did, I know, I know, no. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I bought sourdough bread. Um, is it for me, it doesn't really fall under yes. one of my content pillars. So I'm right. not going to post that. I have a, you know, we, we've talked about this from a personal standpoint. How much of your personal life do you share? I choose mm-hmm. to not share a ton. It comes up in actually one of my content pillars. So my current ones are, I listen to them as what's in bloom. Mm-hmm. I have something that I call my relatable category. I say it's like humor as fresh as our flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Weddings. I, and uh, personal reflection and promotional. And so my personal reflection piece is the part where I think I get a little personal, meaning like sharing little bits of vulnerabilities or things yeah. that I've learned about myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, these were some that I had wrote down. And so maybe yours is sourdough. Maybe you're like, yeah, yeah man, we kill it with you know, that's something like a hobby and that's something that you love to do and we sell a ton of it or maybe it's eggs, whatever, like you, you can have anything that like works for you. But I had another thing that I rotate in occasionally, like if I pull out weddings, I'll rotate something else in like gardening tips, DIY mm-hmm. informational. And again, this content is relevant to your customer that's paying yes. your bills. It's not yeah. another flower farmer down yeah. the road who's going to be wanting this content. I focus this on... If I'm showing a behind the scenes, I want it to be relevant to my customer. Mm-hmm. I might get questions from flower farmers, which is fine. Who my focus is for that is really um, has to do with who's buying my product. So I had mo- motivational self-care, storytelling, gardening, mm-hmm. farm happenings, behind the scenes, throwback Thursday, animals, promotional, and then I had a walkabout Wednesday category oh. that I was like just doing that. So there, I wrote all those things down of like different categories. So like, if you're trying to kind of come up with those things, it's like, 
think about walking around your farm, like what would you want to share? What lights you up? What makes you feel good? And if you feel good and excited about something, then that's going to translate to your customer. You know, just because I have personal reflection as part of one of my content pillars doesn't mean that like you're going to feel comfortable doing the same. So yes, it really does help like narrow because when, when someone hits the follow button for you, they're expecting a certain group, some content from you. So I, I think running all the ideas that you have through those content pillars, and if it doesn't fit the sourdough example is like the perfect, the perfect one, then I would try to limit how much you're sharing about that. Not that you can't share about yourself. And that's where stories and stuff, it can be nice to share more personal stuff. Do you know the farmer Joel Salatin? Yeah. Okay. In one of his books, he says, he would talk about like marketing your farm and stuff like that. And he says, you can be a nudist or you can be a Buddhist but you can't be a nudist Buddhist. <laughs> like, like too much weird, like yeah. creeps people out. So yeah. not that you can't be yourself. You totally can. But if like the things that make you, you John always says, oh, that, you know, met a nudist Buddhist <laughs> today. So funny. But if those things that make you unique are like too many of your content pillars and it's not enough about flowers, then people are going to be like, what am I following this mm-hmm. person for? Yeah. So I think having it in relation to your customer and really thinking about like, how is my customer going to view this is is incredibly important. Something else too has just popped in my mm-hmm. brain, but is, uh, you know, if look at it this way. So let's say you hit a reel and it goes viral mm-hmm. and you get... 5,000, 10,000 new followers based off of this reel that was geared towards farmers or geared towards, you know, it was just like a not, it was a rogue thing. It maybe it's a sourdough. Let's say I do yeah. a reel on sourdough and mm-hmm. I get 10,000 followers. They're going to be real disappointed because yeah. that's going to be the only time I'm ever fixing sourdough, <laughs> you know? So you got to think yeah. about being consistent. And I, you know, we talked about that as part of our, you know, three C's trademark three C's <laughs> from last week is, you know, having consistent content. Consistency means consistent content and you showing up consistently. So, you know, grasping, you know, having that stuff where they're, the customer is going, like you said, they hit the follow button. Now what, how are you going to serve those 10,000 people that you just grabbed from a reel? And I've seen, I mean, I've seen lots of, not just even in our industry, but like, you know, people that, grab a whole bunch of followers and then you're like, okay, their content completely shifted off of that. And it's just like refocus to something else. So just keep those, the content pillars basically keep you focused. They keep you, keep you in line. And it creates like a, kind of like a, not a schedule, but it's like you kind of rotate through your pillars so that it keeps your content fresh and new. And it's not like, it's like, okay, well, like I just talked about flowers, 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 flowers. I need to be adding in some of my other business stuff. So it just helps you mix it up. So if you ever get to the point where you're like, I have no idea what I want to post today. If you look to see where you're at in your content pillars, like, well, okay, well, I posted on weddings last time. So this time I'm going to post like a crop focus or something. So it just helped to give you some guidance, like kind of inform your plan. Mm-hmm. You like a little bit of strategy. And to me, just like having that narrow focus was was really nice. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it earlier when you were just describing mm-hmm. them, but just to reiterate, four to five pillars is pretty good. Yeah. If you I start getting so. six and seven, see if you can like narrow that down just because it, it really does kind of wash out your brand. People are like, yeah, all right, well, I'm, I'm cool with the sourdough, but I'm not cool with the goats. You know, like yeah. seriously, somebody will unfollow you for something yeah. like that. Like yeah. it's just, it's silly, but they're like mm-hmm. too many goat pictures. 
But I mean, I t- it's happened to me before. Like I followed someone and then like later I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what the, what, why the heck yeah. did I even follow them? Because like the content has changed or you're right. I probably might've got hooked in on something that was not really there yet. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I got you that way, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I know if you're like having trouble thinking about what your content pillars might be, just think about like, what are you passionate about? Like maybe you're passionate about the environment. So you want to make that the focus of one of your pillars. So you're talking about how growing flowers is more environmentally sustainable. You know, that could be something that you want to talk about. Is it growing tips and tricks? Who's your audience? Is it flower farmers? Is it customers who are purchasing flowers? So those are two different things. So just thinking about what some of your core beliefs are is incredibly important. So whatever makes sense to you, I think would work. And I think even as we're talking right now, I hope that you're like thinking about what yours might be. And I think we gave a lot of good, you know, ideas. Mm -hmm. So for instance, like Lindsay adds a lot of humor into hers because that's like part of her personality where that doesn't always feel as comfortable to me. So I speak, I don't really speak in that kind of voice a lot of times. So you have to be true to yourself because that is why people are tuning into you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, we said that with um, already, but that consistency piece Mm -hmm. of like, if you meet me in person, I want you I want my social to, that's how I am in person. I mean, you know this, you know that. (laughs) This is the edited version. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the, yeah, this is the edited version. This is, this is filtered. (laughs) Just imagine behind the scenes. A couple of islands. Couple. It's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. I did it. I brought it back. Uh, but yeah, I I had somebody, and I started doing that probably about two years ago, where I had to get real honest with myself about how I was showing up on my social media, and I was afraid to kind of show that side of me a little bit. Yeah. And I just kind of had a screw it you know, moment. And I was like, this is who I am. Like people are coming to my workshops. They like that. That's how I have a very like silly personality at times Mm -hmm. and sarcastic and all those things. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I tell dad jokes. I mean, that's literally what I do. (laughs) I crush it with the garden club ladies. You know, I play jokes. They just love it. (laughs) And so I thought I'm going to just do that on my social. And I got more emails and feedback from people just saying that, you know, they appreciated, they could tell that something was different in my social. And somebody was like, what's going on in your life? And I'm like, I don't, I give a damn busted. I'm not sure. (laughs) But I had reservation because I live in a small town. And so it was like nerve wracking to, you know, make some comment about something humorous or something, my take on something, and then walk into the grocery store and see that person and feel like there's just a level of vulnerability there for me that I wasn't really cool with. So now I feel like I'm more comfortable with it in my own skin. That's kind of the the process of this. So, so if you feel like you've got your content pillars down, and if you don't, what we suggest is just kind of maybe look at your current social mm-hmm. and see if you could categorize that, right? Like go through your, your squares and say like, what would that, if I was going to give that into a category, what would it be? Yes. And that might help you to kind of settle on some of your content pillars. There's a farm. Oh gosh, I'm not gonna be able to think of her name, but she does mixed drinks. Have you seen this girl? No. Uh-uh. She does. Okay. So she does uh, like flowers and like a cocktail Thursday or something. And it's so cute. It would never work for me because she puts a ton of effort into like actually making these cocktails. But you know, that's just an idea of just saying like, if you have something, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's 
horses or whatever the thing is that lights you up that you feel like is going to connect you with your customer. Even if it has nothing really to do with selling your flowers, your customers are going to connect to that. Because my humor piece doesn't have anything to do. I mean, I write ridiculous stuff in there. (laughs) Most ridiculous stuff. You think about how much easier it would be to come up with content if you were writing in your own voice. Yes. I mean, holy... It's so much easier. And I, yes. I like, I have, I reference that note that I use on my phone all the time, but like, so I will save this. Like I'll think of a caption. I'll be walking through my house, you know, and I'm like, Oh, that's funny. You know, like, this, is, <laughs> this is what I do. Like, I make a little note in there and then I wait to use it. And actually I just did this. This is a really good, this is tells you why I get ticked at social media. Okay. I, saved. I had this, I'm going to find it. Hang on. We're scrolling for just a quick second because this really irked me. Hang on. Dead air. Did you happen to listen to last week's episode where Emily actually added the drum roll? Did you hear it? No. I was listening. I was listening to it for edits and I was drinking hot tea at night and I, I texted her and I was like crying. She did the drum roll. I mean, we're legit now. It was so good. (laughs) So good. And uh, she's like, oh, good. That's the reaction I was hoping. So, okay. So here, this was like one of my humor categories. Okay. This was on Saturday. So I posted and said, some days I look at my email inbox. Funny we're talking about email. (laughs) Some days I look at my email inbox and think, nope, not today. And then I give myself a pep talk. (laughs) Lindsay, if Guns N' Roses can write Sweet Child of Mine in five minutes, I can send this email. (laughs) Crickets. (laughs) crickets i've been waiting on this stupid thing and then i post this like facebook had like 30 likes i'm like that shit was funny okay (laughs) witty and so then i post that stupid tulip selfie and it got like 40 likes within like two minutes and all these comments i was like the hell ever got like (laughs) 700 and some likes that's awesome Yeah, but it's like those are the things about social media, right, that make this so tricky because what we're telling you is do relational stuff, don't do promotional stuff all the time. I do the promotional stuff, although I did say something like my social life is over or some crap like that. (laughs) But it's to me, it was like, that's what I'll do. I where, where am I even going with this? Content pillars. Okay, so I will make notes in my phone. Yes. Help me kind of come up with that content, mm-hmm. and then I'll use a caption. I'll use it later and save it. But that's I don't know. I derailed completely off of that. No, you didn't. I thought it was funny. Well, thanks. <laughs> Apparently, thirty other people did too. <laughs> like they don't even read. I'm like, dang it. That's oh, funny. anyway, oh, yes. Yeah. So, did you just hear that fact, and then you wrote it down because you thought yeah, it was cool? Yeah. yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard the fact, and I was like, man, that's impressive. I also heard that like Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. wrote two of her like most popular songs in one day like two oh. or two of her like number one hits. i was like man that's oh. like that's crazy yes and i'm like five minutes and then i'm sitting i was where i was i was in my office i'm like writing this email i'm just like <laughs> i mean it took them five minutes to write a number one hit i think i can hit send on this email right now and finish it out do you think that the youngsters these days don't know who guns oh. and roses is if you don't know who guns and roses <laughs> Message me. I really want to know. I probably don't. Uh, well, 
I know. I'd have Emily put a song in here, like we'll play a clip of it, but you have oh. to, like, there's a uh, copyright things on it. Because I oh, remember the Cisco, yeah. <laughs> remember when I wanted her to post Cisco, she couldn't find yes. it. It wasn't copyrighted. Oh so I know. So well, that's why. I- Maddie, who works for, for us, she's 24 and she like never heard of VH1. <laughs> <laughs> Is that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I'll say stuff like I'll talk about different like I think it was Cher or something somebody like come on first name basis one name that's all she's got and they were like huh oh lord oh lord that's what I would blame it on they're born in like 1995 (laughs) they're just the cutest I was drinking Long Island's by then Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> all right, I'm refocusing okay. us. All right. So, if you've got your content pillars, we've given yeah. you so much information. Okay. Yes. So much idea planning to get these. Yes. Now, where do you go to once you have this? Like, how do you take that then and turn that into content for yourself? So, doing a brain dump. Mm-hmm. I love to do this. You can even, I mean, you can do it on a piece of paper. I use the note on my phone. So I will put like a content pillar at the top. And then I write like all of these possible ideas that come out for me, like within that. And so it often goes back. So Shannon, we did this um, yeah. for the podcast to give mm-hmm. you an example. We have an entire uh, Trello board that has our content pillars. And then we just brain dumped underneath of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that brain dump sometimes doesn't even have to be like focused under a category. It's like, what are things that I would want to post about? And then from there, anything that sounds like it would be relevant, you can sort to underneath Mm -hmm. of those topics. I mean, the amount of brain dumps that we've done in the last year, we just do it all the time. Yeah. And it gets that. And then sometimes you'll, you know, Shan, you'll say something that sparks an idea with me Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So even as we're writing our own content for our farms, uh, something I might write then sparks it later for my humor category that I talk about or my self-reflection. It's like when life just happens or something happens, I'm like, Oh God, that would be, you know, and then life just hands you a a gem and a raccoon walks in the front of your house that happened last year. (laughs) We're like, this is amazing. This is like free content. (laughs) And so there's a lot of different, a lot of different ways you can do it. There's just a few that kind of that work for me. But looking at your monthly plan and creating those posts and ideas based on those pillars is really going to give you structure, you know, moving forward. Mm -hmm. So when you sit down, you're like, okay, what do I have coming up? What fits underneath of this content pillar Mm -hmm. is really kind of gives some directions. I, do you plan your content out? Like meaning pre write it? No, I, I want to. I wish I had enough. Sometimes on Sunday nights, I'll be like, okay, especially important things. I'll be like, okay, like I I know I need to gather all the details about something to have it right. Yeah. But a lot of times I have an idea of what I need. Like I know I want to focus on tulips. So I'll be like, okay, so I generally need to know I need to get some photos. I need to take some reels. Like I need to figure out like what's my angle going to be. And I mean – I hate to say it, but like my actual writing a lot of time is like done on the back, sitting on the gator, like in the middle of the flower field, just trying to figure mm-hmm. it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's when, it, when I'm forcing it, like, okay, I need to sit down and I need to plan the entire week's content and write all of it right now. I just don't operate that way. Yeah. I don't pre-plan mine either. No. I mean, I tried it. I used Planoly, I think yeah. was one of the apps yes. and I just found it felt It felt disjointed. Now I do have a plan for the week and a lot of times I'll do drafts Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you do this or not, but I like to, two things. I like to talk to text 
And so I'll talk into my note and I feel like that helps me sound less robotic or less professional because I'm writing it how I actually would say it. And then a lot of times um, I'll take that and I actually like to create the content in a draft on the computer in the app. Yes. So uh, I find it like it takes less time for me to type it out than just to like peck at the mm-hmm. keyboard. So I'll use the content, like even for reels to create reels, I'll do it on the computer versus doing it on my phone. I feel like it's quicker that way for myself. Yeah. I think it's yeah. easier to, to proofread and stuff. Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I use Grammarly too. Okay, I, I need to do that. I have yeah. I pay for it. It's a, it is a, it's a pay for the subscription. Like it's an mm-hmm. annual one, but it really takes a lot of the just misspe- like misspelling or it gives you like yeah. different ways to word something. I was like, oh yeah, that's a lot cleaner. I used mm-hmm. extra words that I didn't necessarily need to use. And so that just kind of cleans up, cleans it up a little bit for me. But the, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the key is not that you have to sit down and make your social at one time for the entire week. I think it's just more having a general direction so that you, you know, generally. So a lot of times at the beginning of the week, I'll have like a shot list. Like I know I need footage of these three things, because this is kind of like the things that I'm doing, like, okay, if I'm going to be at the 720 market on Saturday, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I have to make sure I take a picture of those bouquets. Cause it's like, when we're busy doing those things is when it's like, oh crap. I mean, I'm sure we've all been there. You're like, oh crap. I, I, I didn't even get a picture of that. Like I've done that for weddings, for entire oh, weddings. All the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even take one picture. So I I just think it's more just to guide what you have going on that week. And sometimes I'll have Rachel, I'm like, remind me to get a photo of this, you know, that and the other Mm -hmm. and to try and help, help that way. So yeah. And I think that brain dump is important because it'll just always give you something to go back and reference like, okay, it's like, oh, I know I need to post something for the weddings, but what are some of my brainstorms from a year ago? And it might just Mm -hmm. help lead you down the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. So I think now that you have like your general, you've done your brain dump, you have the topics that you're going to post about. One of the C's that we talked about last week was connection. And so I think writing with your heart and just focusing on that connection piece is where your customers are going to fall in love with your voice, your farm, your why, why all of it is incredibly important. So we, writing like you talk and creating a voice for your social is important because customers want to connect with you. And they're going to, a lot of times, and I've said this before, but they have to go out of their way sometimes to buy from you. It's easier mm-hmm. for them to pick up grocery flowers if they just want flowers. So a lot of times they're going out of your way and I just think connecting with them. So they're choosing you and you might be in an area where you're one of three flower vendors at a market. So why choose you? And I think mm-hmm. just being true to yourself is going to make your content so much easier and having just a basic plan, I think will really get you there and some focus for your socials so that you can really have a clear idea of what you're customer is, what they like, what problem you're solving for them, who are they. We've talked about that before, but I just Mm -hmm. really want to encourage you because we all have a unique voice, unique stories, unique paths, paths on this journey. And it's going to change as we go. And I think from season to season, my life has changed different. Every season looks different. So I think 
it might feel repetitive at times, but I think if you have a fresh view each season, it's just so important to keep sharing that. Yeah. And, and the whole writing from your, you know, writing with your heart piece, it's like, if you think about when you sit down to write content, right. Or you're wanting to connect with your customer, if you're in your head thinking, I have nothing relevant to say, why these people are not going to want to hear what I say. That voice translates into your content that Mm -hmm. the little bit of reservation that you hold back or, you know, like, well, I don't want to push the picture of myself because I feel like I'm not blank, whatever, Mm -hmm. that whatever the thing is, it's like, if you're in that mindset, that's how you're going to write. So just if that's go take a cold shower or a warm shower, (laughs) I don't know, whatever, just smack yourself around a little bit, feed yourself a love sandwich, come back and say, yeah, absolutely. People want to connect with you. Yeah, absolutely have something to offer. And we all do. Every Mm -hmm. single person listening to this podcast has something unique about them that their customer wants to connect with. And so writing from your heart with that, you know, holding yourself in a way that's like kind and knowing like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wasn't totally crushed that nobody liked my guns and roses. (laughs) It could have been timing, could have been the photo, whatever, but it's like, you know, not attaching to that, but like knowing that you're, you're writing in yourself, like in a way that your customer is going to connect with is, is always a win. Always yes. a win. Yeah. So. Well, I think as we, what else? Anything else with this content? Did we no. wrap her up pretty good? I think so. I just, yeah. Hope, yeah. I just, I hope you all figure out what your content pillars are and try and sim- simplify your social life. Cause when we write out of fear, mm-hmm. out of obligation, our customers are going to feel that. Yeah. And if you haven't gone back um, and listened to our target oh, market, yes. That's the target market is a really good one. I want, is it episode five? I don't know. I'm trying to flip, look at this of me trying to flip through here. A lot of dead air today with Lindsay over here. <laughs> There's the target market. It's back in the beginning. Oh, four, episode four. Okay. I was close. Ranunculus and Anemone are five. Mm-hmm. So episode four, it is helps you to get clear on who is your customer, right? And then from there is gives you focus with who you really want to reach with your content. So if you found value in today's episode, we we love connecting with our insiders. Okay. Yes. We've got our Dirt on Flowers insiders. This is our second full month. It's closed. Mm-hmm. The doors will reopen for the first five days of every month. So if you missed it, if you're new to the podcast and you're like, I want more of this, we're having a ton of fun over there on the insiders group. So we'd love to have you join us in April. And if you're looking to join, you can head to our website. It's the dirtonflowers.com forward slash membership for all the information on that. So you can head over there and check it out. And don't forget to head over to Instagram at dirt on flowers. You know, we had the dirt on flowers yeah. on Instagram. We didn't, yeah. we sat on it too long and they said, <laughs> gone. You didn't use it. We they said, "What have we Instagram? We were yeah, against Instagram yeah. rules." Yes, yeah, because we had it. We didn't post. I don't know, whatever. So we're at dirt on flowers. No the. Um, and so drop us a comment, a message, just shoot us a DM. We you got we've gotten so much inspiration and content from the things you guys are helping us, questions that you're asking us. So because we want to be here to be able to answer the questions that you feel like you're struggling with. So check it out. Give us a give us a like and follow along with our story over there. But we're so grateful that you guys tune in every week, make this journey so much fun for us. And uh, you know, the number one flower farming podcast in the world. We'll see you at the same time, same place next week.